Jason Navarra invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalli. With Richard Marsland on the buttons. Yes, we're still here and today, who else is saying that's it? I'm out of here. We'll meet Australia's biggest bikers. Misha Barton's career back on track. We'll recall the federal treasurer's brush with hallucinogenic drugs. Computer games help snaffle hot girlfriends. New over-explaining crime dramas we've cooked up for your ABC. Steven Seagal offers us all new jobs. We're off to the theatre, the amateur theatre. Is there any other kind? Energy drinks and alcohol. Are you maximising your dangerous heart rate potential? And the second hour, Alan Bro is here with his new Music knowledge, exotic accent, mm-hmm. and difficult attitude. He's a difficult man there, bro. Don't you find? I do find that. Everybody knows Tony's got the info. Crazy tunes hanging out the window. Yes, it's all coming up on the ongoing radio experiment that is, get this. Now, this is not the sort of experiment that Australia can afford mm. at this particular time. Okay. Oh. Oh. I kiss the ground on which you walk. Thank you. The hoodoo gurus like, wow, wipe out. Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good night. Depends where you're listening around the world. It is Get There Still Broadcasting on Triple M around Australia with myself, Tony Martin. Oh, yep. Thank you very much. We've got Ed Cavalier. Hello. Thank you. Pushing the buttons. Richard Marsland. Oh, hang on. He's big noting himself again, Ed. Oh. Oh. Can't get enough of himself, that bloke. You're not JT now. Absolutely. Don't deserve all this. Talk amongst yourselves. Oh, hang on. Ducks, get off me shoes. People want them. Me ankles. Don't know how they get into the studio. Those are my raps. (laughs) Don't wag your tail at me. Are they finished? Yes. Yeah, see you, yeah. Ducks. Thank you, Ducks. And people calling out, people writing in, wanting certain people to be on this show. In our final week. She's not many shows to go, Tone. It's yes, a, yeah. It's an ever smaller window. The co-host Smackdown is beginning. Mm, fantastic. <laughs> Who are we going to have in? And obviously people want Greg Fleet in the last week. Okay, yeah, Good luck. Yeah, yep. yep. Lockie Hume has... Uh, oh, I love Lockie Hume. He's emailed me this morning from the States. He's flying back. What? He's an angry, angry man. I think that's just a general yeah. <laughs> comment about his state of mind. Unrelated. And I love this is my favorite. And he's so he's in LA. Yeah. And he's coming back to our, to do our show. That's right, just to do our I show. I feel like Parkinson. <laughs> that's brilliant, isn't it? Yeah, well, he's a busy man, Lockie Hume, and he does send you the funniest emails in the world. What's, what's going on? Everyone is How's he feeling? suitable for framing. He's saying he's coming back. Count me in, my friends. Qantas are presently attending to my arrangements. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a crack team of IT guys dealing with my internet booking. Lockie Hume and McDonald's talking on the phone. Hang on, yes, yes, McDonald's are just attending my arrangements. Yes. No fries on that, mate, thanks. There's a young man just uh, quartering a pound for me. <laughs> in the quarters, thank you, sir. No, we love Lockie Hume. Yeah, so we'll have a flake in my Sunday. Uh, better ask my people, but initially that's a good offer. It wouldn't be the final week of Get This if he wasn't here, uh, you know, burning a few bridges. I thought for the final week of Get This, I might go to Germany, Tone. That's uh, that's in the spirit of the show. For the first time. Or for the, yeah. the Beijing Olympics, or... <laughs> Beijing Olympics. <laughs> nice one, Richard Marsland. Give yourself another round. No, don't. Oh, no, don't no, have time. No, too many. Ross Noble is flying back Ooh. from the UK, especially to appear on our second to last episode. I mean, that is that's good sizzle. Yes, yeah. we we have to get an orchestra in then. 
We have to get like a Parkinson-style orchestra and a staircase yeah. and they can walk out and stop at the landing, look at the camera and then continue Give walking. Give some. The yeah. way they do in Parkinson's. We could get your sister's hot string quartet in. Yeah, I, haven't, hey. I haven't seen enough of them. There have been quite a few requests for no, Godiver. Oh, man. Not sure how I feel about that. She'll probably <laughs> be here. I'll like crack on to the other three. If it's going to be an orchestra for Ross Noble, they'll only be able to do theme songs from obscure British television programs. Oh, yeah. That would sound good. Listen to this, though. <laughs> Ross has been uh, touring around. He did this amazing thing, which I don't know if anyone's ever done in comedy before. He yep. did a gig live at some fancy venue, yep. and it was beamed to 30 cinemas. So you, what, so you could sit in there and watch Ross live? You go to the movies and watch Ross live on the screen. I think Robbie Williams is something like this. It's amazing. Anyway, Ross has been touring around, and listen to this. He's going, on my current UK tour, I've been playing venues which only days earlier had played host to Steven Seagal and Thunderbox. Ooh! He's been following in the footsteps of Steven Seagal. Of the box. And how's it been going? Sadly, every poster in the venues has either been taken by crazed fans or burned by pissed off backstage crew. <laughs> Unquote, ah, noble. The lighting guy would be happy to have a gig, though, finally, because, you know, with the Steven Seagal gigs, there's no lights oh, involved. No. It's in pure darkness. <laughs> finally, he's got something to do. Uh, speaking of Steven Seagal, where's that uh, email from Joe Downblouse of New South <laughs> Wales? Yes. I got a sweet gig for you guys. If your petition ain't successful, you can all dress up in Japanese kimonos and service Steven Seagal. Mm. Tony can massage the back and shoulders. Ed can gently comb his hair. Okay. What's left of it? Yeah. And the Marsland can feed him a can of Indian Snatcher. That's dizzy stuff. <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> now I heard that. I'm going, what? Indian Snatcher? What's he talking about? This was I one of the big that. controversies from earlier in the year. Baked bean gate. That's right, the Heinz new flavoured mm. beans. That's mm. right. And they had outrageous titles that were sort of offending people. There was the Moroccan Rogue. Okay, well, that's not that bad. Was one of them. And uh, was it the kind of uh, the Mexican Jackal? Yeah, something like that. Uh, the Mexican Jackal. Not and too offensive. And the Indian Snatcher. Well, hang on a second. Yeah. Which you were obsessed with, Richard. Yeah, I have a hazy memory. Okay, let's play this segment. <laughs> the only reason I'm playing this is for what happens at the end. Check it out. Yesterday, we learned that... People want ducks. Now, that was Silo, one of our callers, claiming people want ducks. He delivers them. Silo, the duck delivery man, mm. uh, and he said it very, you know, sort of nonchalantly. Yes. Which makes me think that he's some kind of poultry-based Father Christmas. <laughs> just shows up to your house, <laughs> ducks in tow. It's very hard to argue with, though. Yeah. When, when someone says people want ducks, how can you disagree with yeah, that? Well, I... Okay, Silo, I'm willing to go with that. And we were so intimidated, we went, oh, we better not say anything. This is obviously something everyone knows. Yeah, what if he came around and threw ducks at us? <laughs> we're obviously just out of the loop here. <laughs> so. Silo's here again. Is he? It's ducks, isn't it? <laughs> we're not. Pretend we're not home. With all the quacking inside from the other ducks he's brought. <laughs> they, know, they know that we're in here. Bang, bang. Got your ducks. We don't want any more ducks, Silo. We can't move for ducks. The quacking's keeping me up all night. <laughs> The pond is full, my friend. <laughs> One silo and his mate's kid on the phone, it turns into... One bizarre brew. How come? <laughs> Coming to Silo's house, holding a loaf of bread. <laughs> it's a flurry of activity. Looking here, and it, it says that Ed Cavalier mm. has a brand new segment. Mm. Now, he often says he has a brand new segment. And the core reason the Australian don't believe him is that they've heard him say these things time and time and time again. And guess what? Time's up. So what have you got Okay, here? listen, if Mr Rudd wants to be hairy-chested <laughs> about whether or not 
It's his favourite thing. Yeah. Very chested. He, he yeah. likes a lot of mm. cute talk too. He's, what? They're getting cute. A lot of cute oh, talk. Really? really? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He's talking how it's getting cute. But is Little he right? bonnet with a lollipop <laughs> so he announces things. It's a good look. <laughs> if John Howard wants to... Get a bonnet on with a lollipop and just get into a little pram. Like the baby in Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Brilliant. Maybe with a cigar. That's good. We'll have them on the show. Yep. Yeah. Because we're having no politicians on this Unless show. Unless they're in bonnets. <laughs> okay. New segment called... When Restaurants Go Mad. <laughs> restaurants? Yeah. Michael Deke has emailed in, said that he used to live in a suburb uh, in Victoria, and on the Western Highway there was a mixture of Chinese-Italian food called Chinatalia. Really? Yeah. He said it was baffling. Because we've talked about this a bit when, uh, you know, various nations combine yeah, in yeah. one restaurant. So I wouldn't think those two no. sweet and sour sort Although, of linguine. Oh, well, no, sure. there's the Chinese-Italian crossover with the risotto. Oh, look at this. Look what he's done with the gongji. The Ooh. rice and also the spaghetti and the noodles. Apparently, there's some. was it Marco Polo or Nikki? Oh, Columbus? <laughs> Nikki, or, you're no, our Marco just, Polo expert. <laughs> then listen to this one. You think that's crazy? That is crazy. Well, oh, that's really? pretty. Oh, not really. <laughs> Thanks, Rich, giving us somewhere to go. <laughs> Have a listen to this. If this isn't crazy. Uh, and in another restaurant, there was a mixture of Maltese, Italian and a Thai restaurant. When restaurants <laughs> go mad. Sorry. Did, did I open up a can of Indian Muncher when I said that, um, that there was a Chinese-Italian crossover? Did what I really? What did you just say? <laughs> Think about what you just said. What's it called? The uh... You're thinking of the Indian Snatcher. <laughs> Indian Snatcher. <laughs> Which is, of course, a brand of Heinz Mean Bean. Richard Marlin's Indian Muncher. <laughs> well, well, well. <laughs> Quickly. Go to a sovereign. Just sick, man. Just sick. For in a moment, I'll get this at Triple M. Here's, yes, Fallout Boy. No, they don't. That's Fallout Boy here at Get This on mm. Triple M, winding up in two and a half weeks and so much love coming in in the form of emails, especially for Richard Marsland's mother. Oh, yeah. Joel White, New South Wales, said... Guys, I'm just wondering if you'd be able to get Mrs. Marsden back on to co-host because she has a rather sexy voice. Okay. And she was putting on her phone voice. Am I right in saying that in two breaks, Ed Cavalier has cracked on to my sister and now your mum? No, yeah, come I, on. Said I, I thought I was going to crack onto the other three in your sister's <laughs> string quartet and leave your sister uncracked onto. This is like the funny hairstyle videos thing. You've told them now. They'll know. They'll be ready for you with their mates. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Then they know, and I'll be like, what's up, y'all? And they'll be like, we know what's going on. <laughs> you knew what you were getting into, well, ladies. We we're here. <laughs> Let's put these instruments down. Oh, look, so many great emails. Hamildo Hilario wants us to record Mildo. an album. <laughs> we were thinking of doing an album, but we need like a month, you know, off no, to do I'm it not doing, properly. No, 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 Tone. After this is finished, like after get this is finished, right? Yeah. We may end up, so who knows what we might end up doing. We want to keep working together, right? That's right. right. But I can tell you one thing. If we ever release another album, it's going to be songs and they're going to be dead serious. <laughs> <laughs> this, I promise to you, this is, I've got a lot of stuff in me. i got to get out. Yeah, well, this bloke here, Hamildo, reckons that we should do a live album uh, in the style of the last waltz called The Wide Stance. I quite like that. Great. Live from the Veal Gardens. Beautiful. Standing. Joe Wallen is insisting that the actual version of John English's All Together Now theme be heard on this program no. before we sign off. 
Gregory Tui is recommending Ghost World as an emergency video recommendation at the video shop. I do like the Ghost World. It's a good film. I like a bit of uh, You and Me and Everyone We Know. That's a beauty. Oh, I've not seen that. I had so many people put me off that. Why? Yeah, they didn't like it. Okay. Point, counterpoint. All right. Artie chick flicks in the spotlights. (laughs) Miranda July versus Terry Zwigoff. That'd be a great crowd-pleasing smackdown on Triple M. Okie doke. How about this? Uh, sorry, Rich, were you about to do a point? No, I was just going to say Ghost World's great for the Steve Buscemi in a girdle. That's um, true. It's yeah. a good scene. Uh, ooh, Katie Lovell's emailed in. Let's we'll get us away from that. <laughs> it says, Misha Barton is starring in a new movie called Finding Tattoo. Seriously, it's about two girls who go yeah. to a... This is the film that Lockie Hume auditioned for. He told us about it on the show. Well, here it is. It's, it's, it's happening now. Two girls go to a tattoo concert, discover they are lesbians, then, tra- t- then take drugs, and I think one of them dies. Hopefully Misha, says Katie Lovell, 20. <laughs> I think Hume turned him down. Did he? <laughs> you remember there was Which like, of the two girls was Lockie going to play? <laughs> he was like some assassin or something. The older gruff girl. Remember he claimed it was a Roland Joffe movie? That's the guy right. The Killing Fields are going, he's doing the tattoo film now. Can I say I reckon it's going to be a great film? They were amazing songs. Yeah. They certainly not, were. Not going to get us. Mm. Oh, Good track. No more high-pitched song ever than Not Going to Get Us. Yeah. Uh, mm. What about our wonderful callers? Do we love our callers ever, on this program? Do we ever. We had Brian Nankervis in on Friday's show. Wonderful man. This is one of my favourite ever callers here. Get this. Let's let the listeners get on board this. <laughs> Hi, Philip. Hello. There you come. Good on you, Phil. How are you feeling? Not too bad. Yeah. Man. Yep. Here we go. What is the ARIA Award winning Gautier? What is what his is real name? ARIA winning Gautier? No, no. The guy who won an ARIA the other night, Gautier, yeah. what is his real name? The guy that won the Aria the other night was his new real name. Yes. Was it Silverchair? <laughs> no. I'm going to accept that. <laughs> that is gold. That is the man who should be taken over this shift, I reckon. He's going to pop up in Police 10 7. <laughs> I love how Brian <laughs> knew to ask him if he was okay. <laughs> okay, but Phil, you all right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll confirm that later. Uh, oh, that guy's one. Phil, if you're around, give us a ring. There's a prize coming your way, homeboy. Our co-hosts, haven't they been great? Best. Uh, Peter Rosalm was in yesterday. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I didn't realise, I didn't think about this, <laughs> that, you know, it's the last time we'll have a lot of these people on the show. Oh, yeah, you're right. So technically, you know, this is the last thing that they will ever say on Get This. And we had Peter and he was our first ever co-host. Right. And it was kind of awkward at the end because we only had 10 seconds. Mm, to wrap it up. To wrap it up. Mm. So have a listen. I didn't even notice till I listened back to this. Have a listen to what the last thing Peter Rosethorn said on Get This was. All right, time to sign off. Thanks, Peter, for sitting in for the whole hour. Been a pleasure, my friends. Thank you so much for all your help through the years. Are you saying we've only got 10 seconds? Well, what's our key phrase, Rich? <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. <laughs> Disappointing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, disappointing. <laughs> Fantastic. Another magic moment. Here, get this. Men at work. They've been a big part of Get This here at Triple M over the last two years, and so have our sponsors. Oh, the Nissan Navara. Oh, man. Oh, the use of the year. Mm. The year, I can't argue with that. Cornering ability. Oh, corners like a (laughs) biatch. Ride comfort, Richard. Oh. Oh. Storage space. Cool, blimey. Rugged good looks, pulling power. We know about it all. Other lesser brand utes. Your time is up. Done. Out of the pool, you lot. Any more um, 
advertising or, or messages. Ah, here's the that, thing, Tony. That we'd like to do. Yeah. The kids like booze, you know what I mean? When I say kids, I mean the young adults, <laughs> yeah, 18 sure, and over. Yeah, is, uh, yeah, yeah. No, no, don't hold me off here. Should be right. Uh, <laughs> let's keep going, shall we? <laughs> They've done another study, Tone, and guess what? Mm. Guess what? Energy drinks and, uh, like, you know, your ones with caffeine in them and yeah. such, mm-hmm. named Brandless, of course, mm. uh, and booze aren't that good for you. You joke. It is the weirdest thing. Oh, that's bad news for so many people around here. <laughs> it is the weirdest, weirdest thing. But uh, the problem, with, the problem with these things, Tone, is that every time they release a study, it sounds like the world's greatest ad <laughs> for the true. drinks that they're trying that to get true, rid of. Very true. We'll have a listen to this. University students who mix energy drinks with alcohol are twice as likely to end up in dangerous social situations. <laughs> Which is bad, but what the, but here's the real kicker tone. Yeah. Ah, those who mixed alcohol with energy drinks also drank significantly more in a typical session and got drunk twice a week. <laughs> oh, happy days. But Never uh, been a better time to do that. We spoke to one of the students, Tone. Did you really? Yeah, who drinks the uh, energy drinks with the, uh, with the alcohol and heat. I'm Richard, and when I'm having a vodka and a red moo drink, I get super silly. <laughs> Last time, the rogue traders and I got so crazy. <laughs> the pictures are on my MySpace. You like Matt Corby? Who doesn't like Matt Corby? Students. Ah, what about some of our big name guests that we've had over the years mm. at uh, Get This? We've had the huge names. Greg Fleet. <laughs> yes. Uh, Lockie Hughes. John Cooper Clark. Oh, what about Chris Isaac? Mm. He's good. And uh, Kenny Dale Johnson, who follows him around with instrumentation, <laughs> scoring Chris's every comment. We had him in here and uh, we were talking about, oh, it's surely the greatest rock video ever made. Did uh, a bad, bad thing. Oh, isn't that a great clip? <laughs> we were talking about that with him. That's a fantastic clip. And, of course, that was in possibly the best thing about that Stanley Kubrick movie, too. Oh, <laughs> we went to see that movie, you know, because I had music and I had to go to, like, three different openings. Oh, my God. And we went to three different openings and I watched the movie three times and it was like, I, I, I liked it because I like Kubrick mm. stuff, mm. but I don't get it. No. I go, I'm, <laughs> no. Some strange stuff. I could have done it. When my song came on, I'd always jump up and yell. <laughs> I wrote that! <laughs> I should have had your song on during the orgy. So it was just somebody hitting the same note on a piano for about I 25 met, minutes. I met, okay, I met the, there was a young woman who did the soundtrack. And they said, at some point, and she's very serious, dressed up. And they said, Chris, this is the woman who wrote the soundtrack. And I, and I met her and I had to bite my tongue. I was going, hey. That was pretty easy work, wasn't it? <laughs> Bong. <laughs> Bing. Remove your clothes. <laughs> Bong. I'm going, what are you, you're listening to the doorbell and you said, that counts, that's good enough. You say a monkey picks all your music? Yeah, that, yeah I'm afraid so. That's better than the other monkey story with, yeah. with our tour manager. Tell him that one. No, no you yeah, tell could, I'll tell him that one. Okay. I, I got to edit it, but he'll figure it out. Yeah. My manager, the uh, tour manager was out, and he went like Hong Kong or something. There was a, They had, walking down the street, and he says, there's a big like chimp stand there. And he goes, wow, a chimp. And the guy says, yeah, you can take your picture with the chimp. And it's like, you know, a dollar or something. He says, oh, oh, cool. You know, and he stands next to the chimp, and he's taking a picture with the chimp. He says, and he looks down, the chimp is all sexually excited. <laughs> That's what chimps and he do. Says, <laughs> he says, and he's going like, take the picture. To, let me, you know, I want to be, I'm done. And he says, all of a sudden, the chimp has got his, you know, put his arm around his shoulder. <laughs> and then his other arm reaches over and takes his hand 
and is oh, you joking. taking his hand and pulling it towards his genitalia. And he goes, he goes, and, and Chris, he goes, Chimps is really strong. <laughs> I said, there is a horrifying situation. And did it have a happy ending? <laughs> happy remember, ending, there you go. Remember, we evolved from that. That used to be us. Yeah. That was pretty much business as usual for and us. They, and they still send letters to each other, I understand. Yeah, they're still in correspondence. <laughs> That's nice. Uh, Chris Isaac and Kenny Dale Johnson there, possibly touring. Who knows? He's always on the tour. That bloke, you're listening to Get This on Triple M. Something else is next. <laughs> it's Eskimo Joe, Black Fingernails, Red Wine here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Show business news, I see uh, Katie Holmes was let out over the weekend. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> she was able to take part in a marathon. Yeah, whenever you see Katie Holmes by herself, the, the photograph is always of her running <laughs> moments before the Scientology minders get hold of her. Well, look at this. It's the New York City Marathon. Uh, Holmes crossed the finish line in Manhattan Central Park in five hours, 29 minutes and 58 seconds. That's ages. Well, she came in 98th, but it says positions 90 to 97 and 99 to 110 were filled by Scientology (laughs) minders, so (laughs) she was in a ruck there. Not a bad record. When asked how she felt after the race, Holmes replied, the Thetans will triumph and Tom is definitely not gay, (laughs) as she usually does. Uh, Great listeners calling in, people saying, you know, what's going to happen next for the Get This team? Who's going to fill the slot? You know, who's going to do this shift? Mm. Now, I've put... Gangajang, surely. (laughs) Maybe Goanna Band could come in as well. It'd be wonderful. But, you know, I'm trying to think of someone who might be appropriate. And I bumped into a bloke last night who does voiceovers on Media Watch. Oh. You know, reads out the letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought maybe he could do a shift here. And Mm. I I said, would that be a problem? My word, it would have been a problem. It just couldn't happen. There you go. (laughs) He sounds more and more like Chris Taylor from The Chaser every (laughs) single week. Hey, would that be on tonight? Yes. Oh, listen, you got your newstopia. Hang on, hang on. It doesn't start there. Sorry, You're Tony. working backwards, I'm working backwards, You're Tony. Style. you got to start at 8.30 with AB and Specs and Specs. Absolutely. Then you got your chaser. Then you got your chaser. From 9 till 9.30. Then your librarians. Hang in there for your librarians. And then as soon as David Stratton's beard no, appears no, no. on your telly. Or as soon as David Stratton hates a comedy. <laughs> <laughs> which is inevitable. <laughs> then that's your cue to switch over to... SBS, SBS for Richard Marsland's Newstopia with contributions from Sean McAuliffe. <laughs> you know what I love about Newstopia? I tape it and then I'm jokes? never sure when to stop the tape because there's so many jokes after the credits. It's, you're never sure when it's quite finished. Oh. Yeah. Lots of little stings in the tail. Are they your ones? Uh, not usually. I wish they were. Mm. Okay, uh, that's on the SBS. Most of the action on the ABC tonight, then over to SBS for Newstopia. But the ABC, good night. ABC have a lot of... Um, crime dramas. They're always running crime yeah. dramas. That one uh, the Fitzy put us on to, Life on Mars... That was very popular. Yeah, good show. And I think we were working on crime shows for the ABC this year. Coming up on your ABC, a new series of Life on Mars. My name is Sam Tyler. I'm a police officer. I had an accident and woke up in 1473. Am I mad, in a coma, or back in time? Whatever it is, it's like I've landed on a different planet. 
Well, what have we got here? Open and shut, Gov. She's a witch. Right, chuck her on the bonfire. We'll be down at tavern, quaffing mead by closing. Hey? <laughs> All right. Oh, what's the matter with the D.I. Tyler? I don't know. It's uh, it's not really procedure, is it? Procedure? This be the 15th bloody century. I don't give a toss about procedure. Yeah, but why do you jump straight to necromancy? I mean, these are the classic symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder. You what? Look, I'm a police officer. I don't think thou have the balls to be a witch finder, D.I. Tyler. That's not true. Listen, Merry England is my gaff. I say burn her. Then, providing balance in the chaser's absence, it's Tony Abbott's War on Everything. This week, Tony shows up at Philip Adams' house dressed as an issue of Quadrant. Followed by the new look message stick. News in the form of a stick. And Tuesday Night Book Club with radio's Ed Cavalier. Well, it's so hard to choose. Obviously, Middlemarch has that extraordinary sprawling narrative and deep mastery of character, but at the same time, Zoo has the booty bag. There's family fun with Mr Bean goes to Baghdad. You can't park there, sir. Followed by just a photograph of Sigrid Thornton for two continuous hours. Then, from the makers of Midsummer Murders, comes an identical series about a country detective with too much exposition on his hands. Of course, Constable, the missing gun was only a diversion. That must mean Sir Roderick wanted us out of the way at precisely 2pm. But why, Sarge? Why at that exact time? Because that's when he plans to murder Lady Felicity with a gun he keeps in the top drawer of the desk in his office unless we can get there in time to stop him completing his nefarious plan. So what should we do? Drive there, right now, in this car, before it's too late. Sir Roderick, why are you going over to your desk in your office? Because there's something in this top drawer. What? Yes, this gun. But Sarge, I don't understand how you knew about the gun in the top drawer. I saw it in the back of a photograph in the microfiche file of the public library. Of course. Drive faster, he's probably already cocking the gun. There, as you can see, this gun is pointed directly at your head and I've just cocked it. But why would you have kept a gun there in the first place? Simple, it was a gift from Lord Bellamy, the same Lord Bellamy who knew where the diamonds were hidden. I'm going to pull the trigger any second now, and do you know what that means? And why the suitcase had a false bottom left! The firing pin will collide with the bullet casing? Exactly. The same suitcase Lady Carstairs mentioned in her original will. As soon as that clock strikes 2pm, that's what I'll be doing. Firing this gun. And that's why the passport details didn't match up. Causing the bullet to emerge twin sister in Norfolk. Look, it's nearly 2pm. Counterfeit Krugerrands. Blackmail? Of course. Drop that gun, Sir Roderick. Damn. Hence the thumbprint on the Matisse. Correct. The explaining detective and his helpfully dim assistant on your ABC. Yes, that's right. Pretty much an exact episode I saw. <laughs> Talkback Mountain is next on Get This. What's going on here? <laughs> is that you, Richard? Oh, yeah. oh Stefanovic's powering up. <laughs> Thank you, Underworld. And the Prime Minister and Richard Marsland, <laughs> Sir Le Wheels of Steel. Mm-hmm. Uh, here, get this around the nation on Triple M with a podcast come thick and fast. Oh, what are we up one, to you, well, one went up last night, one four eight. Mm-hmm. That had a bit of Wayne Hope, a bit of Brian Nankervis. Yeah. A lot of talk of selling and eating Dixie ice creams. 
I was spawned and born in this Bay 13. You didn't have, you got to have a good run up. You've got to hit the ground right. flying for that sentence. I was born. You've got to get from naught to 10. Right, let's give it a In crack. less than a year. He's going to have a crack at it now. How does Rex do it? I don't know. I was born and spawned at <laughs> half time in a Dixie ice cream and through guts and determination, Barrett. I got out there every <laughs> Unquote. New listeners, we can't explain. John Howard sings in Podcast 148. There he does. Guess what I've got? That was a shambles. Now, today, oh, oh today 149 is going up there, the rally cast. Good times. All the antics from out the front of the building, mm. that's all in there. Good, good, good. If it was cut out in your state, here's your chance to hear it. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, let's climb Talkback Mountain. Power Station and Maddie D on the pots and pans. Now, all I've got written down is, all right, I'm out of here. That's it, Tony. Okay, that's it. Am I still back? I'm yeah, here. No, you're, you're okay. here. <laughs> Sonically, you're gone, but uh, in the reality, he's What's still here. What's this about? What's... Tone, this is just uh, breaking points for folks. Oh, okay, yeah. so if you've found yourself having to th- say the sentence, that's it, I'm that's out, it, of I'm out of here. Then you can be on the segment. One too far, Tone. My, I, we had some people around uh, the other night, uh-huh. and uh, someone pulled out a guitar. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> enough. Okay. It's or, <laughs> or I, uh, I actually left myself when someone came up to me and said, "Ed, oh man, I'm sorry. I accidentally tripped over the couch, fell through your door, and threw West Coast cooler all over your bed." Gone. <laughs> yes. How is that an accident? Hit the road. The couch is like. 10 metres away from my room. Yeah, I get the feeling, see, the premise is you can't understand why someone's tipped West Coast cooler all over your bed at the house where you live. Yeah. Okay, let's cut back to tomorrow, or cut back to tomorrow. Let's travel through time. (laughs) My name is Sam Tyler. No, let's cut back to yesterday. Okay. When you spent about an hour down in the office telling me how much trouble you've got into with your flatmates. Let's keep going. Yeah. Let's not talk about well, that. Further into the future, you mean? No. What? Oh, right. I thought you meant let's keep going further into <laughs> no, the future. No, let's, let's get out of here. <laughs> no, time. Okay, Forget go. time travel. Not travelling through time. During this show, I've been evicted from two and a half houses. Yeah. And it's, I don't want to make it three and a half. It's heading for a third. You keep cracking jokes. I know. I get it. When you tell me and Richard, mm. and sometimes Nikki laughs, you know, it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. But at home, it's yeah. not playing. It's not playing. <laughs> they don't want you in that shift. They don't. <laughs> they want music in that shift at your house. Face it. They need to divert resources from you to the kitchen. The problem is I've got to be nicer. Yeah. That's the main issue is I have to be nicer. And that's not easy for me. <laughs> He's the grumpy one. Yeah, I'm not the grumpy one. I'm just the, you know. Okay. Otherwise it'll be. That's right. Okay. All right, you, Tony Martin. Well, see, the, all my stories involve this place. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be trouble. All right. So instead, let's turn to the world of celebrity, where I don't know if you've heard what's happened. Mm-hmm. George Osmond. Who's that? Oh, Donnie's older brother. No, his dad, the patriarch oh, okay. of the family Osmond, has died at 90. He's left the building. It's a shame. Oh, who takes over? I think uh, Donnie becomes the new... Yeah, Donnie's mm, the new one, yeah. He's the new Don of the family, <laughs> technically. <laughs> Maybe little Jimmy will finally get made. <laughs> it's quite ugly down at Soprano, yes. down at their bar to big. In their yeah, war man. against the Partridge family and the Bradys, things are getting heavy. 
Man, they're going to the mattresses. Them and the monkeys. Yeah. It's Danny Potatucci doesn't want to stop at any service stations with a handbrake off. That's what I'm guessing. Just in case he sees the archers with a couple of pump actions. The archers or the archies? One of the two. The I'll take the archers. That's more obscure. <laughs> okay, Rich. When yeah. did you say it? I went to a party the other night. Not good party music, Jeff Buckley. <laughs> no. What, what's Jeff Buckley doing on? No, people love I know Jeff Buckley, assuming that we're... Back in the year 1996, now yeah. it's just getting old. Ooh. And it's not Jeff's fault. Yeah. It's not Jeff's fault. It's the people who pick up a guitar at the end of the night and hey. have a crack at Hallelujah. They're spoiling it for everybody. Absolutely well right. done, Rich. Okay, that's what we're looking for. The time you said, that's it. I'm, I'm out of here. <laughs> 13353. The pretend of the Foo Fighters here at Get This on Triple M. No time to muck around. Who's saying that's it? I'm out of here, Ed Cavalier. Hi, Stuart. Hi, Ed. Hi, Tone. Mars Lando. How you doing? Hey, Stuart. Good. Excellent. Hi. When did you say it, bro? Okay, I was at a, uh, a school reunion, my girlfriend's school reunion. Oh. Uh, it was in country New South Wales. Oh. Yeah. yeah, so it's interesting anyway. But um, I knew it was time to uh, say that's it, I'm out of here when... Uh, one of the students tried to crack on to one of the teachers. Oh, wait. Well, hang on. Let's not poo-poo it just so quickly. Uh, Stuart, a lot of meaningful relationships have started that way. That's true. Oh, dear. Uh, sorry to see you go, guys, by Actually, the way. Oh, thanks, Stuart. <laughs> Stuart's changing the subject. Sorry, Stuart. Ah, moving on, moving uh, on. Just, uh, okay. Thanks, Stuart. Good, nah, good to talk to you. That's the man who should be in here, I reckon. <laughs> Beautifully done, Stuart. Hi, Erin. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Excellent. When was it time to say that's it? I'm out of here. Well, it was last year at my boyfriend's 30th. I'd um, spent all day making this big purple iced cake. Yeah. By the time we tried to sing happy birthday, everyone was too drunk. No one was really interested. So I cracked it, took the cake and half a slab and <laughs> sat out the front and sang happy birthday to no one. Oh, that's very sad. And how long were you waiting inside the cake to burst out of it? Was that, <laughs> was that the embarrassing part? No, that would have been more interesting for the drunks, I think. I think that would have been great for the drunks. A giant cake just getting up and walking out. Yeah. Cake's leaving. And how's the relationship travelling? Um, it died. Of oh, it died. Well, yeah. you know, you sound happy about that. Okay, Ed will be taking your details off here. I am not like that. Thank you very much, Aaron. I am not going to. Thank you. Uh, thank hey, we've you, got Aaron. Mick on the line. You there, Mick? Hi, Mick. <laughs> nah. Yes. Uh, sorry, anyway, boys. Well, I'm confused now. I don't know who I am anymore. Uh, so uh, I actually changed your name just without you knowing, so yeah, that's how it happened. with that, bro. Uh, what happened was I was playing cricket when I was 17. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually on 49, and Not at bad. the time, you retired on 50. Oh. Um, I got hit in the ghoulies, and when I bent over, I got run out. That sounds and like it's straight out of Tim Zura's book, I have to say. That's how that happened. And oh. also, guys, um, this is a bit awkward. I was trying to get on the phone all day to get on to you. On Friday, yep. I'm actually getting a Rex Hunt tattoo on my ass. Um, <laughs> a Rex ta Hunt tattoo on your ass? It's saying this is dizzy stuff, folks, on my ass. Um, this is in my protest to your show getting axed. Well, yeah. there it is, a lasting memorial to two years of radio. All right, Mick, um, Mick, 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 no, yes, no, Mick, yes. come on, please, serious <laughs> issues. Mick, how how large or small is your is your ass? Um, well, it's a nice sort of chiseled chiseled firm ass. Is I it? Would say. Um, okay, now can you do me a favour after yes. you've got the tat, spray I'm it with some fake tan, <laughs> slap on a G, and get yourself into Zoo's booty bank, my friend. 
Am I able to ring you while I'm getting it done on uh, air on Friday? Uh, I, 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 we may get Richard to cross live to your ass at some point, but uh, let's just um, oh, we'll let's just let's just see how we go. How big are you planning on getting it? Um, covering one cheek, basically. Covering a cheek. What are you going to put on the other one? Um, I'll sing in Richard's face, but that'll be lovely. Down the line. That yeah. is lovely. Then Rex and Richard are in constant conversation on your ass, which exactly. is a gorgeous thing. Mick, I've been padding with you for the best part of a minute and a half while Richard and Tony attack the computer, uh, looking for a Rex Hunt clip. But it's not going to happen, I'm afraid. That's right. But uh, please give us a call on Friday when you've got your uh, when you got your tattoo done, and we'll send something your way. Also, um, are you able to uh, put a thing out to any tattoo artists in the area to uh, hook it up at all? If not, I'm still getting it. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'll see what I can do. I know a few tattoo artists. Uh, one's working on me right now, so oh, I'll, I'll ask uh, I'll ask him, and then we'll put the word out. Good on you. All right, all right sorry. We were, can you believe that in two minutes of padding, we can't find a single Rex Hunt clip in <laughs> this studio? What are you, what were you looking it's, at? It's like Rex Hunt is gone. That's it. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Thank gone. you, everyone. That's all we've got time for, sadly. Okay, mm. we'll be back in the next hour. Yes, we will, with Alan Bro. Get this. Oh, look, I don't. I won't get into any of that. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. <laughs> I want cause I can if I don't because I wanna Are we crossing to the Melbourne Cup today, Richard? Be ignored by the stiff and the board because I'm gonna <laughs> I think we should do it every day yeah, here and do this on Triple M. Alan Bro is here. Hello. Good to see ya. Nice Good. to be back. Thank you very much. What's going on? You're all muscly now. I've been look. It, it's 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 just pure vanity. I turned forty at the end of the year, oh, yeah, and yeah. I thought I woke Jeez. up in a cold sweat about three months ago and thought yeah. I'm going to be a fat prick my entire <laughs> life. And I thought, no, I'm not going to. So I'm sorting myself out. And when I turn forty, yeah. I'll be not as fat. Great, yeah. great goal. Kind of looking very Alan Schwarzenegger at the moment. <laughs> very impressive. Like I'm just about to buy a hydrogen powered Hummer. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what Schwarzenegger's got? And go and talk to some yeah. bushfires. Yes, yeah, right. Tell the bushfires to stop. <laughs> or however he'd do it if I could impersonate They him. are all terminated. There it is. Um, <laughs> what are we going to do now? I have to say, what did you do last time you came in? Alan, there was something, wasn't there? Oh, what? the Spicks and Spectacular! Oh, yeah, the Spicks and Spectacular, that's right. Yeah, we're going on tour. Has that not happened yet? No, no, it hasn't. No, so no, that not was... to the best of my knowledge. Well, least... it's pretty typical of us to be advancing <laughs> the sizzle for something six weeks before it even is meant to begin. I think uh, Todd McKenney's been playing your part, Alan. Oh, has yeah, he? Yeah, I think I'm it sorry, is. mate. Yeah, oh, yeah. OK. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought he would be camp enough. <laughs> Uh, no, uh, He's not. We... So they got that guy, Richard Reed from the Today Show, <laughs> just to get it right. What about I... uh, amateur theatre? Have you done any amateur theatre? Yeah, a right. lot of amateur theatre since I was five years old. Oh. And some people would argue that I'm still doing amateur theatre. Yes. We won't hear it. We want amateur theatre disasters. Nobody, I, I reckon collectively this group in here has more amateur theatre disasters mm. than all the listeners combined. Mm. Um, okay, well, I'll start it off if you don't mind. Dude, not now. This is just the sizzle part of the show. Oh, we're sizzling it. Yeah, listen, oh, okay. that jazz flute. Yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. Ham and eggs. That's nice. Yeah. I like it. You wonder why we're not on Triple M for much longer? <laughs> not really. I've always thought what Triple M needed was more jazz flute, but I've never been brave enough there to tell is. them. We've been saying it for years. <laughs> Let's have some amateur theatre in this hour of Get This. There they are, the only three men who will never be sacked from Triple M. ZZ Top here on Get This Around the Nation. Is everyone feeling fine? Everyone okay? Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. Completely fine. Okay, uh, how are you, Mr. Rabbit? Uh, feeling as womanly as is humanly possible. Sure. Are you enjoying yourself, Mr. Howard? Oh! 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 
Sure is enjoying himself there. What about you? What have you got to say, Peter Harvey? If they want my sperm, they're going to have to get me into bed and get it the conventional way. Oh, right. Fair enough. That's enough out of you, Richard Tregoning. Alan Bro is here. <laughs> Sorry, all I can think about is Peter Harvey now and how I'd get him into bed. How would you chat him up? What would you possibly say to him? You have to have a mailbag and lure him. You would. Oh, <laughs> yes, come and see my mailbags. Hey, hey, yeah. Want some of this? <laughs> yeah. In- want to want to read something highly opinionated but uh, completely under research? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I do actually. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. I like the challenge of chatting up Peter Harvey. Yeah, I, I know, Alan, but I've just heard that you're no longer in the four percent. The four percent. The four percent of us without mobile phones. You've gone over. Yeah, I've gone over to the other side. What and happened? Well, I just basically my age. We're about to go on tour with the Specs and Specs thing. Yeah. And my agent said to me, "You have to have a mobile phone," and. And she said it in such a way that I realised I had to. Oh, okay. Um, and so I went out and bought one. And how many hours of the day have you lost so far? Not many. I forget to take it with me. <laughs> oh, that's the one. So it's actually not that mobile because it sits a lot on my desk and I'll come home yeah. and there'll be lots of messages and I'll go, hi, and they'll go, why do you not take the phone with you? Yeah, oh, right. I forgot. <laughs> so that doesn't come anymore. I'm new at this. See? Yeah, I know, exactly. And I'm, and I'm, but I'm, I do like texting. Right. Okay. But all my friends are like 13-year-old Japanese schoolgirls. They can just like fire <laughs> off a 2,000-word essay and in like know, two and, seconds. Do you know what, Alan? Yeah. That's the kind of sentence that needs to go quickly. If you go, all of my friends are like 13-year-old Japanese schoolgirls, pause. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, that's a gap for us to start Ex- thinking. Oh, yeah, that's a, yeah, that's right. That's when, you know, um, Nabokov goes, oh, I've got an idea for a book. Yeah. Um, he does, <laughs> yeah. especially here. Nab- uh, Nabokov <laughs> references early on oh, today. Yeah, I know, job. sorry. I'm bringing, I'm just thinking, of who else? No, it doesn't matter. Never Saul Bellow can wait. Okay. Um, I, mean, I, bought, I bought a telephone that's got really small so buttons as well, and I've got quite big wait. fingers. Yes. Yeah, that's true. And so I'm really just mashing the keyboard and hoping that something interesting <laughs> comes out. So people are getting a lot of texts, and they're just going, what's wrong? It's like, you remember the swearing in Asterix boxes? Yes. I do. Books? So that's what all my text looks like. So everyone thinks I'm an angry gall at the moment. Hang on. I'm being texted by Asterix. What's going on? Uh, want to come round for a wild ball? Well, I don't mind if I do. Uh, you're Can I just say quickly how delicious did those balls look? Oh, yeah. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. At the end in the banquets, oh. and yeah. when Getafix and uh, yeah. all the rest of them are tucking Cac- in, they were so deliciously glazed. Yeah. Cacophonix. Cacophonix was up there singing or tied up in one of the always tied up. I always yeah. feel it's unnecessary to go whacking an apple in the... Oh, the mouth there. It's got that sort of pulp fish and gimp feel to your dinner. No, it makes him look happy. He's smiling. And the balls all looked quite content as well. And look, like I they mean, they were sleeping. Your apple is your natural ball gag. And I mean, and it's full with vitamin C and crunchy as well. So I think that's really nice. Alan, you claim to be a lucky man. What's going on? Oh, well, I went to the races for the first time. Um, oh, how'd you go? See any horses? I was, I was up. You're up. Yeah, I was massively up by the end of it. It was great. I never. I, I'm a really bad gambler. As soon as I gamble right. on something, it dies pretty much. But is wow. it just random? Are you just choosing at random? No, well, I, what I did is I, I looked. I, I know a bit about the form because my father was into racing. My grandfather was a horse trainer at one yes, point, right. and so I know a little bit about the form. So I had a look at that, and then I thought, one at the first in the first race on Derby Day, there was a New Zealand horse that took my fancy. Oh yes. And yes. so I went and I won on that. So I won like a hundred bucks. Bang! Up. Wow. And and I thought, okay, well I only bet on New Zealand horses. Yes. And it, and it, my patron paid off. And, and there's a good track record. Remember the Hayden Haitana years? Yes. Was, <laughs> it's a great time for New Zealand racing. So, um, and recent, the, the funniest thing that happened is I went to Sydney for um, to see some people recently and I went out with a friend of mine and we mm. went to this pub 
And I don't know why she she um she said, look, there's 20 bucks, go and put it in the pokies. And I went, why? And she just went, mm. just go and do it, all right? It, this is Sydney. This yeah, is what we do. Yeah, that's, and, that's, and that's what I <laughs> thought. I thought, yeah, I thought, oh, you're so culturally different. But it was sort of interesting. It was like being on holiday. Um, and, well, I was on holiday, so yeah, that's why it was like enough. being on holiday. <laughs> I, I actually have a, I have a disease where I find it difficult to identify when I'm on holiday. And so right? it makes every day quite interesting. Well, Am I on needs, holiday yet? Well, someone needs to put a lay around your neck every morning. Well, Alan's and, holiday lay. The chance would be a fine thing, Ed. Um, <laughs> maybe the Japanese schoolgirls could contribute. <laughs> so I put the 20 bucks into the pokies. I pressed the button twice and won $1,000. Yes, oh, my goodness. You are the only person to ever win on a pokey. Well, I know. That's so, not going to happen again. No, of course it's not going to happen again. happen for 60 oh, years. No, no, I'm going to be run over by a bus leaving the radio station. $1,000. <laughs> yeah, $1,000. So, I hope you put it straight back in. Oh, no, we said, no, no. Well, what we did is we they came out with a wad of cash. Whoa. And it was just hilariously ostentatious. Because yes, here we are yes. ordering uh. more wine. Because we just yeah, went, right. bring it on. And they just come out with a bundle of cash. And all these people oh, are looking at us. Oh, my God. And I said, hey, I'm a pimp to this person who was staring at us across <laughs> from the table and they just stopped looking at me. Wow. wow. But it was great we just spent all the money on wine. It was good. absolutely, br- well, I think it was brilliant. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, an- it's, it's another feel-good pokey story. <laughs> Oh, I don't want to endorse pokies in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, and, I don't just to, and I don't want to link them with alcoholism of at all. Please, not. don't get me wrong. Don't do that. But can I ask, after this happened, were the management round the pokey machine going, mate, how did that happen? That can't happen again. <laughs> no, it must be faulty. It was, clo- it was the, uh, the one that we'd won on was actually closed for renovation. Of course, yeah. we left. Of course. The white sheet comes up. <laughs> it was taken out to the car park and shot in the head, that pokies machine. No, I think they broke its arm. <laughs> All right, we have to talk politics. I'm afraid we do. I'm sorry, Alan. Sorry to sour the atmosphere, but we're going to do it next with the assistance of the Treasurer on Get This. Matchbox 20 here to get this on Triple M with Alan Bro. Hi. He's here. Thank, thank you, Matchbox 20. No uh, problem. I've never had enough, to, I've never had the chance to thank them publicly for all they've done for me. <laughs> Good on them. This what about is your forum? Politics, Alan. Politics. Are you yeah. getting into this election campaign? Oh, I love elections. The problem is I've got a gig on election night. Ooh. My favourite thing in the world. This is, you know, people obviously, people who know who I am will know that I'm nerdy anyway. Yes. Um, a, a, when the midterm, the American midterm elections were oh, on, good yeah, I yeah. found, I went and found some a bar that had CNN and watched the entire midterms. Wow! But yeah. we but my favourite thing to do is watch Anthony Green on the ABC coverage, yes. who knows which way booths tend to swing. <laughs> yeah, so, so when he's got a seat, he'll go, "Well, these booths are from up north, and they normally swing Labour." And you go. You know the booth. Good on you, he knows the name of the booth. He probably knows the people who run the booth. He probably gives the booths pet names. So I'm going to miss watching Anthony Green. I just love it. And what will you be doing while that's all happening? It's a preview of the Specs and Specs show. Oh, okay. Uh, so it's fairly loose. So we'll probably I'll be probably be ducking off out the back and you know receiving texts about <laughs> okay. how how even Monero oh, is going. There it is. That's the swinging that's one. That's the one. I believe is what they say. Man. But uh, you know Peter Garrett. He's certainly been uh, well. He's been accused of dropping a few claims under the pump recently. Oh, but yeah. do you remember Tom? earlier in the year when uh, Daniel Johns made some joke, that's some right. drug reference joke yeah. about... Yeah, that's right. With him and Peter Garrett, he said that... And perhaps, Bono. And Bono, yeah, perhaps they had right. partaken in a university cigarette. <laughs> and, of course, Peter Costello picked up on that one. Mr Costello, there's been some suggestion this week that our presence in Iraq has perhaps more to do with oil uh, <laughs> oh, than with uh, well, any... If I, if I could cut in there, uh, uh, Kerry, I mean... 
that it'd have to come as uh, news to our troops uh, stationed over there. I, I don't think that's the reason uh, they've, uh, you know, bravely decided to lay down their lives. I mean, it's a very cynical okay. uh, way of looking at All this. All right, fair enough. Uh, what about um, what's going on in the Northern Territory? I mean, your government has uh, come in for a fair bit of criticism. From, oh, well, uh, criticism? Well, I, I don't think, you know, criticism is uh, perhaps the most healthy thing to be offering uh, our boys and girls in Iraq. I mean, yeah, how would they feel? Okay, well, let's maybe turn to the polls. I mean, you, you must oh, be disappointed right, in... Right, uh, the polls. Okay, yeah, let, let's uh, hit our brave young uh, girls and boys in Iraq uh, with the polls now. Let, let's okay. bash them over the head with the figures. Well, I can see we're getting nowhere here. Um, now, this uh, incident with the... Let's see, Daniel Johns and Peter Garrett. I mean, you've, you've mentioned that. Obviously, that's sure. uh, yeah. been exposed as a joke. Well, now... Uh, let's uh, call drugs a joke. Yeah, that's that's a good idea, Kerry. Let's, let's have um, a bit of comedy uh, at the expense of uh, crack babies. Is, is that what uh, Kevin Rudd uh, would like to do now? I'm not I'm sure I mean, that uh, Kevin Rudd was implicated in Mr Johns' uh, attempt at humour. Well, I think, you know, it has to be asked... Uh, is it funny to have a bloke uh, uh, sitting on the front bench dancing around like a spastic in uh, old video clips, clearly under the influence of uh, jazz cigarettes, in thrall to Dame Heroin? Oh, I don't think there's any suggestion that Peter Garrett is uh, involved in heroin. Well, I mean, is there a suggestion that he's not? You know, Kerry, that's the thing. Once you get these druggies into Parliament and, and look at them, the front bench is so well, riddled well, with... What are you talking about? Wayne Swan. I mean, that bloke looks uh, pretty glassy-eyed to me. I I've heard he's uh, been knocking back the old uh, Timothy Leary kerosene. Right. I've heard that uh, Simon Crean can uh, barely go four or five minutes without uh, wolfing down uh, a few hooker pipes uh, okay. filled with uh, bed straw, as he likes to say. Okay. Yep. Jenny Macklin. Right. I mean, she's clearly been... Uh, Knocking back the zoot juice, the flower of ragweed, um, the hate <laughs> Ashbury salad, I, I believe they call it, over in uh, I'm sorry. the opposition benches. I mean, is that who you want in charge of our children? The young boys and girls in Baghdad are fighting for freedom? I'm, gee, Kerry, if, if that's what you want to call good policy, then sure. Uh, let's let Julia Gillard and her fleabane cigars... Mr Costello, you seem very... Uh Au fait, with the terminology here, I've not oh, heard gee, that. I mean, uh, who wouldn't be, Kerry, when you're staring at it across the house every day? You can see them. Yep. You know, there's Lindsay Tanner right. doing lines of the old uh, Gatsby detergent, I think they call okay, it. Okay, look, uh, you've lost me. You know, uh, Arch Beavis knocking back some of the old Helsinki battery acid on Sorry, uh, look, I don't understand a word you're saying. Are you sure you don't need to be drug tested, Mr well, Costello? Well, I, I, I'm... Quite happy to be tested at any moment. Look here, here. There you go. Um, Stick a thermometer up there and see what you get, Gary. Well, I don't know that that's exactly how one tests for presence of uh, marijuana. Pop it up there. See what you find. And I'll tell you what you'll find. Solid economic policy. And if you want to go over to the other side, I'll tell you what you'll find. Death and misery and deadly nightshade being uh, injected directly into the eyeball by Peter Garrett. Right. Anthony Albanese's there, tying them off. You've got uh, Tony Burke coming in with a uh, horse trank for everybody. Well, I, I don't think we've got time for any more uh, revelations. Well, if you can't handle the truth, Kerry, I mean, maybe you need to be tested. Well, I'm quite happy to be tested, uh, Mr Treasurer, but 
Would you mind putting your pants back on? I saw Stephen Conroy trying to smuggle a boogie board into the upper house the other day. <laughs> there you go. I just like to point oh. out, none of those terms were made up except for the phrase Arch Beavis. I can't believe that's for real. <laughs> we're going to be back with theatrical disasters next on Get This at Triple M. That's Pearl Jam with Better Man here at Get This. Great cover version of that by Frank Bennett, I think you'll find. Alan Bro is with us. Hello. I actually made a mistake in the latest podcast, the one that's just gone up. Yesterday, I talk about there being a cover of White Room by Wayne Newton. I was wrong. It was by Joel Grey. Was it? Have you ever heard that? No. It's on that album Golden Throats, which is where most people first heard William Shatner sing for the first time. Ah, Remember Mr. Tambourine yeah, Man? Yeah. Golden Throats. Pewter Throats, surely, <laughs> with him. <laughs> well, it's Joel Grey, who is in Cabaret, yeah. the MC, singing a sort of loungy version of White Room, but not trying to be funny with it. Oh, my God. Oh, I'd room, yeah. <laughs> like that. It's pretty funny if you can dig that one up. Uh, we've got Alan Bro here. He's a man of the theatre, so let's crack open Ed Cavalier's Broadway Beats. You know you'll never be lonely with you. No. Edward We talking uh, what did you say off air, Alan? Which is the other beats that we've been neglecting <laughs> recently? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's just that Marslin was so across all the beats in Adelaide. Yeah, yeah. No, no, um, you know, where gentlemen go to meet other gentlemen at mm-hmm. night. Yeah, keep in uh, mind this hour doesn't go out in Adelaide, so you can true. say what you want about oh, that, Alan. Yeah, hove in. Oh, no, no, I wasn't going to be rude about Adelaide. It's just that, you know, well, I always thought it was a really good public service that he was providing. Do you reckon there's a really lot of blokes in Adelaide you. just at a loose end? Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, champing at the bit, I would say. <laughs> for their long walks at night. <laughs> it is. Away from family and loved ones. Well, it is a toe tapper, this Broadway beat section. So oh, we'll get into some beat yeah. action, maybe. What are we doing? Okay. We're doing theatrical disasters. Yeah, and I think I am a theatrical All right, disaster. Alan, no. come on. You've done a fair bit of amateur theatre yeah. across the Tasman, I'm assuming. Yeah. Did you ever wreck an entire production? Oh, yeah. Did I ever? Um... When I was doing, when I was about seven years old, I was in the Merchant. My father was in the Merchant of Venice, the Shakespeare play, the Merchant yes, of Venice, yep, and yep. Um, he was, uh, and he, he, so he said, "You should be in it as well." I don't right. know why, and I just went, "Okay, you know, I, I enjoyed being on the stage and dressing up." Mm. And so, um, what one of the thing, one of the few things I had to do in the play was I was a page, and I had to run into the court scene. You know, the quality of mercy is not strained sort of scene where it's all going down, and. Uh, Deliver some sort of message. It yeah. was on a scroll. Yeah, I just had yeah. to declaim it and then get out. <laughs> and which was which how was I was directed? Come and read it. Get out. Yeah, you could probably pad though with a few prithies. Yeah, exactly. And just so you know, it was one of my great, my favourite thing. I worked with the director once, and he'd go right. Okay, so what you need to do is come in, behave your behave your behaviour, and then out. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he only did he did it as a joke because he had worked with a guy who actually said right. that. But we're working on a film, and he'd just go right. So there needs to be some behaviour here, <laughs> yeah. and then if you could leave over there. A cue behaviour. <laughs> so, so what I had to do is I had to come through, and this this was this was years ago, mm-hmm. um, and all the sets were flats. Um, yes. So you know, so like um, canvas painted yep. with wooden um, frames behind. Looks them. real. It looks oh, it looked really real. Um, <laughs> and you know, it was it was real. It was just a trick of the light, really. The whole <laughs> thing. It was, actually it was eerie. Yeah, it, it was. Eerie. It was. It was like being there, but even more so. <laughs> and so what there were was these saloon doors oh, on yeah. the flats, and I had to charge oh, yeah. through the saloon yes. doors. Okay, and then just give it a bit of prithy my. Lord, I've got mm. some stuff to say. Yeah, and so, so it was the Merchant of Venice out west, was it? Yeah, it was. And so basically, when they moved the flat for the scene, there was a little toggle behind the saloon doors that's 
stop them moving. Uh-huh. Now, the idea was that the man what moved the, fl- yes. the flat would untoggle the saloon doors that before... part of his job. Yeah. yeah, before the juvenile started <laughs> running through it. He's on toggle. He has got, and he's not got a lot else to do apart from running an electrical business during the and, day. And smoking. <laughs> and smoking. I'm oh, sure, yeah. I'm sure he's a smoker. Massively just smoking roll-your-owns the entire time. Yeah, like, yeah, three yeah. of them just stuck to his lips. <laughs> One from haymaking the year before. And so all I had to do was run through, and they hadn't taken the toggle off. So I, And I'd like to get a, a head of steam up. Sure you do. It was Make bit, it look like you've come from exactly, I was a bit Dustin Hoffman and Marathon Man. Oh, man. You're not exactly small, Ellen, no, bro. Well, no, I was small then. Okay. Yeah, but, so I'm, char- well, I was a bit chubby. Let, leave me alone. <laughs> so, so I'm charging down and just hit the doors, toggle not off, Entire set falls flat on all the actors. <laughs> Bang! The, my father's head is sticking out from the top of the set that has just practically brained him, and he's giving me the filthiest look anyone's ever got on stage. And, and it, it ran for three years. Oh, and it was just, and I, everyone's just looking at me, and I just, I did my bit and got off. Yeah. And did your dad come up with a line, some sort of Shakespearean line? Oh, no, no. Prithy, the gods are angry tonight. <laughs> they strike us down from afar. No, he didn't actually, but I got struck down I'll from up close. I'll get the page. <laughs> I'll get the page. I'll get you page. Oh, sorry, that was gratuitous. My toggle. <laughs> not switch, sprint. So all just it was, it was all one, one toggle, not uh, one toggle on, and the whole production went down mm. in flames. It takes something as small as that to ruin mm. a theatrical production. Listeners, surely you've been responsible for something like this. Everyone's done a bit of theatre. It doesn't have to just be your fancy Shakespeare. It could be the School of Stedford. It could be the stage version of Pulp Fiction that you did at my university. <laughs> oh, you know who you are. <laughs> Call us now, one triple three five three. Get this. I think that stinks. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Oh, yes, you're listening. Oh, hang on. Air break's still going in Brisbane, I think. Yes, we're finished. We're out of there. <laughs> Get you. this on Triple M around the nation. Alan Bro, Mr. Theatre is with us. <laughs> Hmm. That's what we're that's calling. A good, that's a good title for you. Why, Mister Theatre? I just like that. Yeah, because I'm open at night and fit tons of people in. Bang! There you go. Who's on the line with a theatrical disaster in Cavalier? G'day, Luke. How you going, mate? Excellent. What happened? Oh, I was 13 years old. I was playing Edmund in The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Fantastic. Yeah. And there was a scene where I had to hold a, a fake baby, and uh, I patted it on the back, and its head fell off. <laughs> oh, its head fell off. <laughs> And uh, the audience gave me a round of applause still, so that was all right. That's right. The rule in theatre when that happens is always act like it was deliberate, but that's a hard one to pull off. It's a scene in the book. You probably don't remember it. (laughs) (laughs) It's in the adult version of the book, the kids' version of the book, the headless baby was taken out. I like to think that people just thought that you put a really dark edge onto the character, Luke. You know what I mean? That's what they thought, I reckon. Yeah, Yeah, good on you, Luke. Lion, the witch, and the headless baby. Can we top that? (laughs) G'day, Adam. Hey boys, how are you going? Excellent. Uh, theatre disaster? Yeah, can I first just say devastated that you're going, boys? Oh, oh thank you, Adam. We'll, uh, we are coming door to door doing the show. Just send in your address. Oh, I'll look forward to that. Okay, 1983. Mm-hmm. Yes. Princess Theatre. Yep. Uh, the opera Cosy Farm Tutti. Yes, yes. So here I am dressed as a page boy. Right. And I got the part essentially because the costume fit. Fair enough. And. Uh, <laughs> Victim of theatrical parents. <laughs> black, uh, a, a, a black page boy, let's say. Okay. So okay. I've got black makeup all over me, oh. standing there throwing, uh, had a pouch of little gold sort of leaflet things. I'm throwing it across a princess. 
Yeah. And there's a signal from the back of the room, a white card to tell me when to stop throwing the gold. Good. Yep, yep. But with the hot lights and the makeup running, I can't yeah. see the board. No, so I keep throwing away. There's gold, more gold, more gold. <laughs> I can hear the director in the wings whispering, enough, enough, enough. <laughs> After three or four minutes, he comes storming out onto the stage. I said that's enough. <laughs> oh, and, that's dra- always good. and dragged me out. Fantastic. And the audience reaction? The audience was laughing. They were in tears. <laughs> And I got drag, dragged off by the scruff of the neck. It's the great thing about something like that is, though, five years later, nobody remembers anything about Cozy Van Tutti, whatever that was. They no, just remember but that I, but I think I, think he re- I remember him saying, you'll never work in this town again. Oh, <laughs> well, oh well, powerful man. Heard that one ourselves. Thank you very much, Adam. G'day, Joe. How are you? Hi, guys. How are you going? Excellent. What happened? Well, I was in a uh, production of Jesus Christ Superstar many years ago. Oh, that always ends badly. It always ends badly. Exactly. That's right. Everyone knows it, too. And uh, I, was a, I was one of the high priests, and one of the pivotal scenes, I suppose, one of the big serious scenes is where Pilate sentences uh, mm. Christ to 39 lashes, oh, yeah, yeah, and Pilate. they do it on stage, yeah, yeah. and the whole cast is on stage, uh, Jesus in the middle, and there's a Roman guard with this cat of nine tails. Now, the cat of nine tails is like a, a stick with a, uh, these foam strips attached to it, oh, you know, oh, yeah, on with real. a piece of string. And uh, Pilate, sound, you know, he's, uh, he counts off the, uh, the, the lashes and he goes, one! And the Roman guard hits Jesus and every single one of the little plastic strips falls off. <laughs> and the whole cast... <laughs> the whole cast, the audience, everyone knows. Everyone's thinking the same thing. There's 38 bloody hits to go. <laughs> With this little piece of string tied to a, tied to a stick. The only person who doesn't know is Jesus. So this Roman guard's hitting him with a little tiny piece of string and he's like, ah! ah. <laughs> <laughs> and did and, the play recover from that um, point? It, 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 no, it went, it went bad, very badly from there because the, uh, the audience was laughing at the Son of God being struck with a piece of string. <laughs> As they rightly should. <laughs> oh, that is great. Thank you very much, that is Joe. Beautiful. The course of history would have changed dramatically if they'd hit him with string. Yes. <laughs> I love that kind of stuff. I've told you before, I once saw a, a sword fight in Hamlet with only one sword. <laughs> it's hard to pull off. It can be done. Finally, Daniel, how are you? G'day, guys. How are you going? Excellent. What happened, mate? Uh, I was actually playing in the band for a production of Singing in the Rain. Oh, and yes. Anyone that knows Singing in the Rain knows that Act 1 actually goes for like an hour and 45, hour oh, and 50 right. minutes. Yeah. It's a massive Act 1. Sure. And this theatre that we're in, uh, we're in the orchestra pit, and when the show starts, the, ex- the orchestra pit's on hydraulics and it lifts up. Yes. Ooh. So once the show starts... You can't get out until intermission. Right. So 10 minutes into Act 1, when one of the sax players turns to me and says, mate, I need to hang a piss. Yes. And I'm like, dude, you've still got like an hour and a half to go. Yeah, it is singing in the rain. It'd be appropriate. <laughs> and, then, and then the rain effect starts on stage. <laughs> and water, water's coming in through the roof. And uh, he, he held on. He got to about 15 minutes before the end of the, the act. And he's like, no, I can't do it. Sweat's pouring down his face. He was in absolute agony. And trying to play saxophone, you know, you use a diaphragm, which is right on top of your abdomen. <laughs> yes, of course. So uh, we had, one of the violin players ended up having an empty out a Coke bottle, sculled the rest of it, and handed it to him, and oh. he's gone, right, everyone turn your heads. <laughs> a classy moment in the theatre. But surely, you know, doesn't it work with singing in the rain on stage that the, the rain comes down and then it sort of drains away? They have a kind of drain. Yeah, but unfortunately surely, the, drain, just... the drain was at the back of the set oh. for that one. Oh, I see. So you, it's like peeing in the shower, but on yeah. a really yeah, big Yeah, but the worst thing basis. about this whole thing was the smell. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's always great when a play can be improved by the addition of urinal cakes. Uh. Yes. <laughs>
well, that is a fantastic selection of theatrical disasters. Well done, everybody. I, I feel would have loved to have gone to all of those, can I, I say? That I feel like I've seen them all at some point in my life. <laughs> Beautiful stuff. Uh, thanks, everybody. Back to wind things up in a moment again. Yes. Yes, well, speaking of time, thank you, New Order. True Faith there, winding up another round to get this. Alan, bro, thank you for sitting in for the whole hour. Hey, thank you very much for having me on, and I um, I shall miss listening to the program every day. Oh, well, you've been a great contributor over the two years, and uh, many of your uh, fine moments still exist on the internet in podcast form. I'm being told we have 30 seconds to go. Just time to plug the Specs in Spectacular. When's that on? Uh, I think we start the 26th or 27th of November in Melbourne, then we're going um, to Sydney and Adelaide. We're having a... Uh, sorry, to... Uh, Brisbane, Adelaide, then we're going to Sydney and then eventually we're going to Perth. Beautiful stuff. Thank you, Alan, once again. Thank you, listeners and emailers. Is there time for a key phrase, Richard? There is. All my friends like 13-year-old Japanese (laughs) schoolgirls. I wish we could explain. We'll be back tomorrow with Jay Kennedy. Yes! And it's all thanks to the Nissan Navara huge pulling power. China Hutch. And no Japanese schoolgirls, sadly. Assault! Assault! You touched me, officer. Sorry. Specs in spectacular. When's that on? Uh, I think we start the 26th or 27th of November in Melbourne. Then we're going um, to Sydney and Adelaide. We're having a... Uh, sorry, to uh, Brisbane, Adelaide. Then we're going to Sydney and then eventually we're going to Perth. Beautiful stuff. Fantastic. Thank you, Alan, once again. Thank you, listeners and emailers. Is there time for a key phrase, Richard? Well, there is. All my friends like 13-year-old Japanese schoolgirls. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could explain. We'll be back tomorrow with Jay Kennedy. Yes! And it's all thanks to the Nissan Navara huge pulling power. China Hutch. And no Japanese school girls, sadly. Assault! Assault! You touched me, officer. Sorry.